And I wanted to read just some verses from chapter 3 as we reflect on and meditate on the effect of thinking about the Lord. What effect does it have on us? What effect can it have on us to reflect and meditate on the name of the Lord Jesus? And of course we know that as we reflect on the name, it's not just the name, but it's everything that he is. All of his glories. Sometimes we sing about uh, his life, his work, his word, the whole package. But the truth is, as we reflect on him and meditate on him, we become transformed. And we need that. I think we can all confess that we need that transformation in times like this. And I'm just going to read uh, a short passage here in Malachi 3, 16 to 18. Malachi 3, 16 to 18. But before that, just to give some con- context, Israel or The returning people of Israel were a mess at this time. When Malachi was prophesying, they were, even though they were in the land, they were beginning to feel that their whole faith was a sham, that serving God was pointless. They were not enjoying the kind of prosperity that they thought they were going to. The temple that they were building kind of paled in comparison to the one in the past. And there was a real struggle, a real discouragement happening in the people of God. And Malachi asks many questions. Well, it's God asking through the prophet. But one of the saddest ones is when he says, he asks them, if I'm a father, where's my honor? In other words, why why do you look at me the way you look at me. And if you just look real briefly at chapter one, um, you know, it's, it's really a sad state. But the thing that jumps out at me the most is verse 13. Whenever the Lord or when Malachi the prophet is speaking of the table of the Lord, verse 13, it says, but you say, what a weariness this is. And you snort at it. Isn't that sad? It's just basically saying, I'm sick of this. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this pathway. I'm tired of this race. Um, And then at the end of chapter 3, the Lord sums up everything he said so far in verse 13 by saying, Your words have been hard against me, says the Lord. But you say, how have we spoken against you? You have said, it is vain to serve God. What is the profit of our keeping his charge or walking as in mourning before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the arrogant blessed. Evildoers not only prospered, but they put God to the test and they escaped. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt that saying, here I am, I'm gathering once a week, I'm, I'm reading the word, I'm trying my best, but I feel like I'm not seeing the benefits, I'm not seeing the fruit. And I look around me and others are 
seeming happier than me. I go around with sort of a downcast face. But I think the answer really is in fixing our eyes on the Lord Jesus and his name only. And as we do that, we become filled with hope. And so the last verses of this chapter, I'll just read them and comment on three or four effects of remembering the Lord. Verse 16 says, Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them. And a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my treasured possession. And I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. Then once more you shall see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. And so there's this beautiful little group in the midst of all the, you know, the, the miserable company being spoken to in Malachi. There's a small group of people who they're described here as fearing the Lord and esteeming his name. Now we know this name is Yahweh, but the Lord Jesus is the one who has revealed all that the Father is. And so when it says esteeming the name of Yahweh, I believe that we can make that same application as we esteem and hold highly the name of the Lord Jesus. And so you get this picture of this group of people, kind of a small group in the midst of the larger group, and they gather together and they speak to one another. And this is what we're doing this morning. It's what we do in our families when we bring up the name of the Lord Jesus, when we see that one of our children is discouraged or one of, or our spouse is discouraged, when we speak of the Lord, that's what we're doing. We're speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, making melody in our heart to the Lord. And look at the beautiful effects of that. The first thing that you see is it brings community because they're not alone. They're speaking to one another. There's a group of people. It's not just one person. God doesn't leave us stranded. And so let's find that community. You know, when you're in the workplace, for example, if you have that one other believer and you know them and they know you, sometimes that can really be a boost and you can find joy together. Um, I have someone that I work with, a, a man who's a really godly man. And everyone, every time I talk to him, I'm encouraged because, of course, I'm in a very secular environment working in a college, a, pu a public state college. But it's always encouraging to just say, the Lord is with us, right? And let's keep going with him. So we find community. But the beautiful thing is it says the Lord paid attention and heard them. It's almost as if he's saying, remember me. I am remembering you. You know, pay attention to me. I am paying attention to you. What a thought that the God of the universe hears our conversations. Here's the words that's coming out of our mouth. And what happens when he thinks of us? What does he think of? All oh, those miserable sinners, 
all those uh, vulnerable, uh, backsliding people? No. It says here he thinks of us as his treasured possession. He thinks of us as his dear child. And so isn't this going to transform us? If we begin to think of the way that God is overhearing our conversations, and when he looks at you and me, he says, I will spare him as a father spares his son who serves him. I see you not as a mere employee working for my favor that I can just get rid of whenever I, I need to and I'll hire on someone else. No, I see you as my dear child who is eternally bound to me. And so we can gain not only community, but we can gain confidence in the love of God. The more we gather, the more we speak of him, we gain that confidence. And then in the final verse, God promises you will see a distinction between the righteous and the wicked. The truth is, sometimes you can't really tell the difference. We're all going through globally, but in this country, we're going through difficult times. And the question is, can anyone tell a difference between the people of God as they pass through those trials and the people of the world who don't have God as their hope? I pray they can. I pray they can find a difference in me. And the more we speak together, the more we rally around the name of the Lord Jesus, then we will have our countenances lifted. You know, he is the lifter of our countenance, our face. And it's not just a simplistic smile on our face, like, oh, God is good all the time. It's God can give us a true distinction of joy in the midst of struggle. Um, Because when we have hope in him, nothing can take it away. There's nothing that can take away our hope if we really meditate on the person of the Lord Jesus. You know, they had at the conference this idea of the Lord Jesus running a race. He's the pace setter. He went before us and he made it to the finish line. And he turned around and said, follow me. You're going to make it too. And so he's the one that we have as an object of our vision. And I pray that we can not give up hope, but instead almost double down on the hope that is in Christ. Let's put our full assurance in him and let any discouragements drive us back to him, that we might find his everlasting arms waiting to embrace us in his grace. So I pray that that's an encouragement to you And we can read the book of Malachi and find in chapter 4 these great promises that are made at the end are fulfilled in Christ. We see more than Malachi could have ever imagined. And might we just take great comfort and hope in those truths for his namesake. Amen.